Welcome back to Natural Gas World's weekly overview of the news in the global gas industry with me, Joseph Murphy. Europe's biggest gas supplier, Gazprom, has reported its worst quarterly core earnings in at least a dozen years, as COVID-19 lockdowns and a range of other factors took their toll on the company's revenues. Gazprom's EBITDA came in at just $1.3 billion in the three months ending June 30th, next to $7.4 billion a year earlier. Revenues were down 35%, the company swung to a net operating loss, and its free cash flow was negative. Its net debt to EBITDA ratio grew from 1.8 to 2.7, and its net profits halved. The European gas market is Gazprom's moneymaker, and this will remain the case for many years to come, even as the company seeks to ramp up gas supplies to China. But its European sales volumes were down nearly 17% in the first half, while its average prices were down 38%. The COVID-19 crisis is just one factor explaining this poor result. Europe's gas market was already seeing a glut before the pandemic hit. The continent received record amounts of LNG in 2019 and in the early part of this year, including a surge in US supplies. This led to increased storage, especially as companies stocked up in case of a disruption in Russian gas transit via Ukraine. This disruption was ultimately averted when Moscow and Kiev agreed a new transit contract in late December. So the European gas market entered 2020 with unusually high levels of gas in storage and stocks built up even further due to the pandemic and are now at 90% utilisation. Mild weather in winter did not help matters. These are obviously factors beyond Gazprom's control and the company has said the worst is over and it is keeping its dividend policy unchanged. Still, the collapse in earnings this year will make it harder for Gazprom to finance the many costly investments it is advancing including an integrated gas processing and LNG complex on the Baltic Sea and expenses related to the increase in gas supplies to China via the power of Siberia pipeline. Another big Gazprom project that is nearing uh, completion is Nord Stream 2 to Germany. Just 6% of the pipeline's offshore section is left to lay, but work was halted in December after the US slapped sanctions on the project. Russia is now preparing to use its own pipeline vessels to finish the job. Until now, Berlin has been nothing but, of, but supportive of the project, roundly criticizing Washington's sanctions as interference in a matter of European energy security. But last week's revelation that Russian opposition politician Alexei Navalny was poisoned with Novichok, a banned Soviet-era nerve agent Russia is suspected of keeping stocks of, could change matters. That revelation came straight from Germany, where Navalny remains in an un- induced coma undergoing treatment. Berlin now faces calls to shift its position on Nord Stream 2 in light of what has happened. Moving over to the UK, 113 licenses have been awarded to 65 companies in the country's 32nd offshore licensing round. These licenses cover areas near infrastructure across the North Sea and west of the Shetlands. Among those awarded licenses were European majors BP, Total, Equinor and Shell, mid-sized firms like Neptune and Premier Oil, and juniors such as Independent Oil and Gas and Deltic Energy. However, the Oil and Gas Authority has said it will temporarily pause licensing activity to make sure future rounds are more effective, noting that no contest will take place in the 2020 to 2021 period. Meanwhile, the government has said it is reviewing its policy on licensing to ensure that future plans for oil and gas production are in line with its net zero emissions target for 2050. Still, the government recognises that oil and gas will be needed for decades to come to ensure the UK's energy security, even as the country develops clean energy solutions such as renewables, hydrogen and carbon capture and storage. Over to Latin America, Brazil's lower house of 
of Parliament on September 2nd approved a new gas regulatory framework aimed at opening the sector up to competition. Brazil has already taken steps to liberalize its gas sector and end the de facto monopoly of Petrobras over supply. These steps include allowing other gas producers to use the national company's processing capacity. Under the new bill, which will still need to be cleared by the upper house, producers will no longer be able to own distribution assets. The bill also changes the regime governing distribution from concessions by the government to authorizations by the country's oil and gas regulator. This is a move that is expected to reduce red tape. This has been Natural Gas World's weekly overview of the news in the global gas industry with me, Joseph Murphy. Thank you and see you next time.